You're listening to the Eat Scripture Podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson. We're going through a series on the Psalms, and today we are going to do Psalm 136, mm-hmm. which right. is actually a beautiful psalm, but I even said to you earlier, oh, there's, I think I could wrap it up in about five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. more to say than that, but um, yeah. it's not a, it's a longer psalm than the ones we've been doing. Yeah, right. Uh, it is. In the last few weeks, that it is very—it's a very clear structure, and um, yeah, right. It is. Anyway, I'm anxious to get into it. So Uh, I think it's going to be great. I'm—I've been looking forward to it, but yes, it's different, and it's different than any other psalm in other ways too, which we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. I mean, another very stark way that just kind of hits you in the face as you're reading it. You Mm -hmm. You know, everybody has to see, but it is a different makeup, and so. We come to it, and, and um, it has a different feel and a really neat feel, but we're wondering what the you know what is all the significance of this, and and I think there's some hidden significance right. that um, we'll talk about as we go through. But even besides that, of course, the message of the song, just the message itself, the words, what they convey, beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful words, and are arranged in a certain way for us to see uh, a certain certain things that are being emphasized as we go through, and so I think we'll. Kind of talk about those first, and it but then we'll also talk about makeup. Praise. Yeah, it does. Uh, well, it's yeah, made. Boy, it's is for. it ever made to do that? Yeah, I mean, boy, is it ever made to induce praise? You shouldn't be able to read through the psalm with your heart not just longing to offer God mm-hmm. praises for all that He's done. So, all of those pieces uh, we'll talk about a little bit as we go through. But let's just start. I know. <laughs> Again, if you've read this before, this might seem a little repetitious at first, but there's a reason why it's written mm-hmm. this way. But I think we'll start a, our usual with just reading through the psalm here from verse 1 all the way to verse 26, even though you'll hear a constant refrain. And then we'll talk about what that is and why and all of that as we it's go Beautiful through. poetry. Yes, just beautiful <laughs> poetry. Uh, so, okay. if you want to take it away, awesome. Yeah. Psalm 136. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who spread out the earth above the waters, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day, for his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night, for his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, for his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, For his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. For his steadfast love endures forever. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. For his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. 
and killed mighty kings, for his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites, for his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, for his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage, for his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to win, uh, a heritage to Israel, his servant, for his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our low estate, for his steadfast love endures forever, and rescued us from our foes, for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love endures forever. Mm. Yes. Beautiful, beautiful psalm. And it has that continuing refrain about God's hesed or steadfast love, as our version calls it, mm-hmm. loving kindness, you'll see in other versions, or covenant love, even something like that. But that's what it wants us to know. Like, we can't get away from mm-hmm. that, that this is a love that is promised, that is never going to end. And that no is central right. to everything we understand about God. Right. Is, is I get this picture on. of... Uh... Well, I'm a, I, because I live in football country, mm-hmm. uh, I get a picture of two stands of people across from oh, each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one is saying the first the first line. line and the other is saying for his steadfast love endures forever yeah. every time and answering. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. Yeah. Or even you can hear maybe uh, in a big crowd, it might be that the that the speaker or leader of the whole thing is saying a line and then the crowd itself is always repeating and then getting louder and louder and you know yes. being, that's yes. the picture i get with this song which i think is a great that's just awesome this, because that'd be a great way to use it you could right. definitely use it that way it's just this great celebration of mm-hmm. this hesed this steadfast mm-hmm. love and i think even the endures forever part is just like it's going from creation all the way through the history of Israel. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it is. It's and and even for us, I think, so it's spanning all time. It endures Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, anyway, it's beautiful. It is. Um, Now it has a makeup that might not be seen. I mean, besides just the fact that every line ends the same, which Mm -hmm. we'll talk about a little more Mm -hmm. later on, but there's also a makeup hidden here that might not be seen readily or right away. If you have a Bible like ours, like the ESV that we're using, then it's given you breaks between stanzas. And you notice that if you look closely, you'll notice that the verses are set apart. So there's three verses in the first stanza, stanza, and then six verses in the second, seven in the third, and then you go back to six again, and then you go back to three again in the next, in the last Full stanza, well, next to the last stanza, I guess you'd say. So you've gone three, six, seven, six, three. You, it just very chiastic mm-hmm. makeup. And then you end with one that sits on its own, number 26. Right. Bam. And like caps it off. Yeah, that caps it mm-hmm. off. Exactly. So as so you'll notice, oh, there's there's more than just more than just the structure of the one line, which gets repeated again mm-hmm. and again. There's a very serious structure of how this is put together. And you're wondering, okay, how they how they see to divide them there? Well, you look at, you know, verses four through nine. Oh, those are all about creation. creation. All about his work in creation. So the, okay. The God That's, who created everything. Mm-hmm. 
He endures forever. Yes. His steadfast love endures forever. And then you look at verses seven, uh, verses 10 through 16, those seven, oh, it's all about Egypt. It's all about right. the Egyptian rescue from Egypt and right. taking them and keeping them in the wilderness. This okay. way that he's been showing his steadfast love through creation. Through his redemption from redemption Egypt. Redemption from Egypt. All of it. Yep. And now we'll go. Yep. So we'll just take a look at those as we get each, each section is set apart with its own mm-hmm. very, very definite breeze for its own very different reason. Um, but they go in a very specific order so that we're getting a chiastic framework, three, six, seven, six, three, and then one to cap it off. Mm-hmm. At the end. So, and, and that cap off shows us, I think it, it brings in that give thanks. Yes, it, starts it ties with. us back to the beginning. Exactly. It ties us right back to the beginning in God's character because those first three are all about him, his person. Right. Who God's person. He is the God of gods, the Lord of lords. And he is He's good. good. And that so first part good. there, it, that made me think of Luke 18, mm-hmm. 19, where the return ruler comes mm-hmm. and says, good teacher. And he says, it should. why do That's you call exa- me good? Mm-hmm. Only God is good. That's exactly where it should make me think of and we'll talk about that a little bit too uh but let's go ahead and start there so yeah uh, that's right where we are give thanks to the lord for he is good he just starts out that way we're gonna first thing he wants to say Mm -hmm. god's good he's truly good which would take us us back to maybe psalm 100 verse 5 or exodus 34 6 Mm -hmm. or like i said luke 18 19 Mm -hmm. all these but it's a good that we it's beyond what we think of as good it's Mm a it's a set apart good yeah. for God only. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That good, that beyond good. I mean, when mm-hmm. you talk about ourselves, yeah, being kind of yeah. good sometimes, but we're not, no, God's different, different kind of good right. that he is. Um, get and, and then the second and third lines, give thanks to God, give thanks to the God of gods for mm-hmm. his, his steadfast love endures forever and give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his steadfast love endures forever. And we'll, course have titles like that applied lord of lords certainly gets applied to jesus in the right. new testament god is the god of gods jesus lord of lords god it's is the lord greatest god the greatest master yes there's none He's, yeah none even close exactly given the great you can have a god you may have a god out there but he's nothing like this god um that that you said tied you got your mind to go back to you, you had said the Luke reference and mm-hmm. mine was going back to the same Mark reference in Mark yeah. 10, 18, <laughs> uh, where God, where God is called good and God is called good by the young man who runs up to Jesus, uh, who calls Jesus good teacher. I'm sorry. And then yeah. Jesus references, well, why do you call me good? There's no one good, but God. And interestingly enough, now I'll go ahead and dip into this and then we're going to dip into it a little further in a little bit, but just because of this way this starts is interesting because it takes your mind there. In Greek, the words in Mark 10, 18, where Jesus is replying back to the young man, mm-hmm. there's no one good but God alone. Mm-hmm. Both good and God, right there in that in Jesus's quote, if you took those words in Greek and applied Greek gematria to them, so adding up their letters, each letter had a number associated mm-hmm. with it. You just add up the letters. They're both the same as if God and good are equated. 
They're right. about the same. So God equals 284 and good equals 284. Oh, God is good. Only God is good. They go together there. Yes, he's the same. He is good. So it's a really interesting little play on words mm -hmm. and how the words are being written down. I love that. Even itself just shows that. Well, then, strangely enough, if you come to the very first line, the first half line, let's say, of this psalm, first half verse give thanks to the lord for yahweh. he is good That's okay yahweh yeah that, that would be yahweh and then we break that so we're breaking that in half and we're just going now to the to the part that gets repeated through the whole psalm for his steadfast love endures forever mm -hmm. that hebrew for his steadfast love endures forever equals 284 god and good in Mark 18, both equal 284. And then I come back to this psalm, which starts with God's good. Mm -hmm. Tells me God's good. Right. And then I look at that line that gets repeated throughout. For his steadfast love endures forever. That half line. For his steadfast love endures forever. That equals 284. Wow, I did not Which is that. a really striking little... Okay, if that's coincidence, it certainly is an interesting coincidence mm -hmm. that the one psalm which, which starts with God being good, that's yes. why we love him, happens to equal, uh, happens to have a half line in it that equals all the way through mm -hmm. 284, the same as God and good in the New Testament coming from Jesus's lips. So wow, interesting. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, so we've talked there in that first three verses, that's our that point. That is character. Character. God's character. This is what it is. This is why we give thanks uh, to God. And then we go to verses four through nine. So six lines, six, uh, obviously six lines. Uh, and they are all about, like we've already said, creation. They're pointing us to creation. Mm -hmm. He does these great wonders. He has, un by his understanding, the heavens are made, you know, and he's spread out the earth above the waters with all these creation images to him who made the great lights, sun to rule over the day and the moon and stars to rule over the night. So all beautiful creation imagery. This is how great God is. He just made everything that there was to be made. And each of those lines, again, ending with for his hesed, for his covenant love, his steadfast love endures forever. His his love never stops, but all creation references. Beautiful, beautiful little stanza there. Just takes and 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 just to remember, this is what create. Uh, this is what scripture does throughout. Constantly points you back to creation, and then again, as we'll see in the next stanza, it also constantly points you back to the Exodus. These mm -hmm. are two things that stand out as mm -hmm. this is how we know about God's greatness. Which are the two of the things, big things, big things. that are pointing us forward. Yes, Jesus. yes, exactly. Both of those stories are actually pointers to Jesus. So, points us back things. so that we can see that they're actually pointers to Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yep, uh, exactly. Beautiful. It's all it all weaves together in this beautiful sense. Um, but but once we start really honing in on what this psalm is about, we can't help but put okay. We see these six lines. Yes, clearly these go together. These are mm -hmm. about creation. So we have kind of a break right before him. We talked about his character. And then these six, which talk about creation. And then we're going to jump into a sort of a new subject or not, you know, anyway, a, a tandem subject, but a kind of a new subject uh, as we get into 10 through 16. 
which now seven lines. We've got it jumped up to seven lines. So no yes. wonder they made it in the middle, mm -hmm. the number seven with all its perfection. And there's seven lines about God redeeming his people from Egypt, yes. from Egyptian captivity. Yes, how big a deal that is. So that's what it starts with in verse 10. Him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt actually starts with the culmination of God's redemption of his people from Egypt. It was the, the death of the firstborn was the reason they got to leave. He actually st starts out with that. Right. Um, Don't talk about how they got there. Yeah. We're talking about how they got out. And yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, this A strong hand and an outstretched arm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Brought his power to bear. Divided the Red Sea in two in verse 13. Yes. Certainly remember that, uh, which is actually the middle of the seven. So kind of yeah, it's, it's cool. the splitting of the sea becomes the middle of the middle. Um, made Israel pass through the midst of it, but he overthrew Pharaoh. Yeah. And, and his house I liked in the Red uh, sea. Robert Alter translated that overthrew as shook. I oh, really like that. Him. Yeah. 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 And especially, you know, it gets used very colloquial today. Colloquially today. Yeah. Oh, I was shook. You know, that really <laughs> Pharaoh shook got me. shook. <laughs> uh, Pharaoh definitely got shook. Yeah. So Robert Alter said that. That's mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Shook Pharaoh. Um, and then ends that particular stanza with, with leading his people through the wilderness. That's the culminating part of that whole redemption from Egypt, being led through the wilderness safely until they reached the promised land. Um, so that that becomes the center of our song because in a Jewish mind, that becomes the center. That's how you became God's people. That's, right. that's where he really took hold of Israel and said, I'm Here your we God. Go. Let's go. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to starting something new. And they were going to possess this land, mm -hmm. this, promise, this land that had been promised to them by God. Mm -hmm. So this next part seems like it kind of skips, but it doesn't. Right, yeah. Uh, because now we're going to talk about the striking down of kings. Yes. Enemies. Throughout Israel's history, this is just a microcosm of what God has done to make sure that no foreign power can come against his people if he exerts right. his, when he exerts his authority. Um, and, and it's not the Israelites who strike down foreign kings. It's God who right. does it. God did know? it. He killed the mighty kings. Yes. And then he mentions two. In particular, Sihon and Og, who are the kings of the Amorites and Bashan. Mm -hmm. And that incident mm -hmm. is where the Israelites actually took their first land. Right. Yes. In the promised land. They get that first And so I think that's why right he mentioned there. these two in particular. Yep. Because then it talks about but he God gave them their the land, land as a heritage. Yep. And yep. So they're getting their first, yes, like you're saying, they're getting their first ownership of promised land area mm -hmm. through that, even though that was actually <laughs> technically outside, but God let them have, he's like, yes, mm -hmm. we, this can be a part of the land I give you. Yeah. It becomes the first part they receive. So that becomes our next six. Those are our six lines. 17 so he keeps his promises. Yep. Definitely. And we, and again, each line ending in Hesed, it's Hesed, Hesed, Hesed. don't want you to forget all according to his, Covenant love is steadfast right. love, the kind of love that never, never stops, never fails. Faithful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we're, our mind is never far from, never allowed to stray from the idea that he's doing this because 
of his character because of his nature, because of the kind of love that he has. That's what this is really always, all of his works are about that and should lead us back to that. So then we get into verse 3, 23 through 25, which is our, uh, not our final three verses, but it's next to the end. But this is our three, again, that go together. We put these three together and it's put together by our Bibles, again, by our ESVs. These are the stanza, make up a stanza. It is he who remembered us in our lowest state for his steadfast love endures forever and rescued us from our foes for his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh for his steadfast love endures forever. All about God's care for his people and all people. Yes. I love that it, it has been talking about Israel's history, but then now it's saying for all people. Yes. He will provide for all people. That's right. That's right. What we need. Um, and, and so really, again, getting, you know, you can see how this ties to the first three that are mm-hmm. above because it is very much based on his character. We're talking about his actions here, what okay. he's done, but there's no doubt it's connected directly to the char- the character of his goodness. He remembers, he verse, rescues, verse three. he gives sustenance. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. this is who he is. Yeah. Um, and so, so now we've seen all of our stanzas, three lines, then six lines, then seven lines, then back to six lines, then back to three. But we have one line left. Then we have this one that mm-hmm. kind of sits by number 26. Number 26, our yes. big line that sits all by itself is how he wants to end. Because we have to have 26. We do, <laughs> which we're just about to talk yeah. about. Um, but yeah, it, it goes this back one to that the sits by thanks. itself. Yes, is which forces us back to the beginning yes. of the psalm. No Give way. thanks to the God of heaven. Mm. So back to the very beginning mm. for his steadfast love endures forever. Yeah. Yeah. So we get in a sense that inclusio because we're forced. Okay. Yes. Give thanks. Give thanks. Oh yeah. He, uh, he uh, the big admonition at the beginning was to give thanks to Yahweh. And, the and then ad- we've reversed admonition at the all end. about who he is and what he's done and what he will do. Mm-hmm. And then, Give thanks. Yep. So like we said, this one kind of obviously, it kind of obviously sits apart from the three because Mm -hmm. it's not directly talking about the same thing um, about God's care for people per se, for all people. So it does. So it is on its own, but yet it's still very connected to the psalm as a whole and the way that the psalm works. And but for some reason, it's like he wanted 26 to stand out. He wanted it to be seen and noticed as being a little bit different, a little bit forcing you to see it standing on its own. And that's because I think there's no question because he wants to make a big deal out of 26. 26 yes. is an important thing. Why? So we're going to, we, there's no way to get through this Psalm. You can't, you wouldn't number this Psalm any other way. It would be silly to number it another way. Right. To say you it had to. anything but 26 verses. Right. It's it obvious marks it, it out for us. Yeah. Yes. He's handed it to you. So we could talk about interpretation of different places and where verse numbers go all day long and say, why, mm-hmm. why is this number here? Why did they right. break it right here? Sometimes this seems it's very odd. obvious. Yeah. It seems but sometimes, yeah, it's strikingly clear. And so in the psalmist, of course, 
you can't even get away from the fact that he's put down 26 lines. Everybody knows he's put down 26 lines because every line ends exactly the same. And so now we have to ask, well, why 26? What's the big deal? Why was he so, why was he so, uh, why did he focused on his steadfast love endures forever 26 times. times. And it's all about God and his character, all about God and his character. And this is how we know his character. We've seen these things, character, character, character of God. In Hebrew, gematria, the, yeah, we, again, we you already talked alluded about the to this. Yes. Greek. So, yes. And so Hebrew does, Hebrew actually perfected it more than Greek did. Hebrew, the Jews really focused on this. They knew what they were doing. But they, uh, every number, every letter in the Greek alphabet has a number tied to it. And it's the same number all the time. And so Yahweh's name then has four letters made up of four letters. Everybody would know the numbers that was, I mean, everybody would know the numbers that were attached to those letters. This is because that's how you did any number. You use letters to write numbers. So you knew when you were looking at a word, what those numbers were that made up that word. And then you added them together and you got the number of that word. So these letters, these four letters, Yahweh, well, those are, those, all four of those numbers add up to 26, mm-hmm. 26. Right. And so every time you look at that word, you know, oh, 26. So God's name equals 26. Well, then we get to this Psalm, which is all about the character of God, only about the character of God. That's all it has to say. And it has exactly 26 lines. Oh, surprise, surprise. It's so obvious what he's doing. I mean, to to any ancient Jew, this would have been, I think, as plain as day. It would have been ridiculous to think otherwise. Of course, it has 26 lines. It makes so much sense that it has 26 lines because it's all about God and his character, his very nature, who he is. Steadfast love endures forever. Yes, of course it does. That's who he Mm -hmm. is. So 26 lines. Of course, makes beautiful. I I mean, I have a hard time. I'm not a poet. I kind of have written a little bit of poetry Mm -hmm. and I enjoy that, but I don't even know what kind of brain you have to have to to put (laughs) all of this. I mean, maybe I might could do one. Yeah, right. But this book of Psalms is filled with Mm -hmm. this. Yeah, Um, it is. Yes, perfection is. Overwhelming, and most of it we don't even see. Mm-hmm. Right, surface. most of it gets past us. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Now, if you think that that's maybe a little bit, you're like, okay, well, maybe. I mean, that's kind of nice, but maybe I'm not sure. Out there, Consider a few other things that go with 26. Interestingly enough, Moses is the 26th generation from Adam. Adam's number one. If Adam's number one, then we count through all the people until it takes to get to Moses in our Old Testament. Moses is the 26th generation, and he's the one who is told at the burning bush about God's name. I am God. Let his name be known to Moses in the 26th generation. Yahweh. Let the name Yahweh be known to Moses in the 26th generation. Oh, that's powerful. And Moses. That's big deal. The deliverer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big big deal. There's a lot of deliverance, people who deliver the people in the Bible, but Moses is the biggie. Yeah. That we see before we get to Jesus. So. No question. Absolutely. Big pointer. Now, another one that I just love that we don't see because we don't know to look for it. 
in Amos, Amos is very, he's awesome about his use of words and his use of sevens. Amos loves, loves, loves sevens. Well, Amos, in the book of Amos, he has seven literary structures in Amos. Amos is made up of seven larger literary structures, the, okay. the pieces that go together. The middle one, so the fourth one, uh, is in Amos chapter 5. Um, kind of incorporates most of Amos chapter 5. When, if I go there and I look at that one in particular, and I get to the middle of the middle of that one, <laughs> where he uses the word name for God's name. He's used the word name seven times mm -hmm. in his, he's used the word, and every time it's an allusion to God's name, every time. So, and he only uses it seven times. And then I get to the middle of the middle of Amos in chapter five, verse eight and nine. And out of nowhere, seemingly not going well with his narrative because he you know, like stuffs them in there, verse eight and nine, is all about the character of God. That's what chapter 5, verse 8 and 9 of Amos, which seem to come out of nowhere because they don't, don't fit with verse 7 and they don't fit with verse 10. 7 and 10 could flow right into each other. But instead, it's like he's yanked them apart mm -hmm. and shoved Yahweh's character in there in verse 8 and 9. And it's all about who Yahweh is. Like he's reintroducing Yahweh to the people. Like you forgot. You must have forgot Yahweh. Let me tell you who he is. If I, if I go to my Hebrew Bible, and I count the words that he uses in verse 8 and 9. There's exactly 26. There's 26 words there uh -huh. to talk about <laughs> this is who God is. So he used 26 words to describe God's character in verse 8 and 9. When, he's, really when cool. he actually says God's name. And here's his name. His name is Yahweh. You must have forgotten. His name is 26. Yeah. So I'm going to use 26 words to talk about. Oh, my gosh. This is so ridiculous. It gets so It really crazy. is beautiful. Um, and I know that may sound hokey to some of you. Yeah. Maybe. But it happens all over the place, this yeah. kind of stuff. And so after a while, you have to admit that it's not just a fluke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in... in God has a big plan. Everything's perfect. Yeah. In Second Chronicles 35, 8, when Josiah is reinstituting proper worship of Yahweh, mm -hmm. there are 2,600 Passover lambs sacrificed. Wow. 2,600. And that's like, yes, don't just read over that. Like, right. you're just reading a lot of numbers and a lot of stuff. There's a reason why it's 2,600. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop there because we're right at the, toward the end of our time, but it gets absurd. Um, but we just don't know what we're looking at often when we're looking at these things. So it's so good to look at a big picture and then zero in on these passages and be able yeah. to remember, Oh, yeah. 26 is big. Yeah. This is not an accident. He made this Psalm all about God's character to have 26 yeah. lines yeah. and to tell us 26 times yeah. that his steadfast love endures forever exactly. because that's who God is. Yeah. That's exactly Beautiful. right. Now I could, yeah. Mm, the most Jewish, <laughs> the most Jewish of the gospels, which everybody admits is Matthew. Matthew has 26 miracle accounts of Jesus. 26 accounts that you must admit, okay, that's got to be God working in that man. That's got to be Yahweh working in that man. He gave us 26 miracle accounts. No, which the others don't give us that, but he does. Okay. Enough of that. We're going to.
stop well, here. Really great I'm to talk to you. you can hear my stomach growling. So. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> well, really glad to talk to y'all. Beautiful psalm. Read over it again. But everything is perfect. Everything is put there for a reason. So praise God. Yes, praise Give God. Thanks to him. Love you guys. Um, thanks for listening. And we will be talking to you again in just a few days. So have a great time. And we'll talk to you later. God bless.